Stay tuned for Love Talk with Evelyn Davison and Kathy Enderbrock. Special guest on the program today, Dr. David Smith. Love talking today about praying and standing for truth. Ellison Salazar, Garage and Body Shop. At Ellison Salazar, customer satisfaction is our main concern. For a tune-up or major body work, Central Texans have trusted Ellison Salazar for over 55 years. Ellison Salazar. Hail damage specialists, smoothing out life's dents and bumps. Big or small for you and your car. Now at three locations, south at 4501 South Congress, north at 8808 Research Boulevard, and new northwest location at 8425 Anderson Mill Road. Road. Call 444-5555. That's 444-5555. Ellison Salazar. Fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch. From inspiration to insurance and protection, all for serving the Lord Jesus. We all need insurance. Why not work with an agent that understands the biblical principle of protection and risk management to ensure your family's future? Ray and Justin Garner are Christian business professionals who will put a Christian perspective on your insurance and inspiration needs. For auto, home, life, business, health, boat, motorcycle, RV, and dental, and church protection needs, Ray, Justin, and Luana can be reached at 626-4880 or 986-4944 for church protection, personal protection, and business protection. Ray and Justin are independent Texas businessmen that have dedicated their lives and business to the advancement of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ through Austin Triad Ministries. Call Ray Garner Insurance Agency and ask for Ray at 626-4880 or Justin at 986-4944. George Christensen and his family at Casa Mechanical Services are longtime friends and sponsors for Love Talk, Love Walk. These CASA friends are professionals with more than 40 years' experience in providing heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical services in the Austin area. If your heating isn't heating, your cooling isn't cooling, or your drains aren't draining, well, then you need to call our friends at CASA at 334-7300. They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. So big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at 334-7300. Thanks, Mike. It is a beautiful day in the neighborhood, and I'm Evelyn Davison. And this is Kathy Enderbrock. And we're here at KTXW, The Bridge. Uh, we thank you for joining us today for Love Talk and... We are so excited about this new radio station. Kathy, we have got so much on the plate for us in the next four or five months, and or not that long, I guess now, three months. <laughs> How uh, about the next four or five minutes, Evelyn? I like to focus on what is right in front of me. <laughs> well, this is what we are here for, um, Kathy, is to bring the good news of what God's doing, not just in the city of Austin, but throughout the state of Texas. And worldwide, it just uh, is hard to really understand the scope that a radio signal can make. And we're excited about that. That's so true. We love being a part of 1120 AM, the bridge, building bridges of leadership um, across Central Texas. And I love being a part of Love Talk and knowing, as you said, Evelyn, that it's not just a strong signal from Waco to New Braunfels, but it is a strong signal going out worldwide through uh, live streaming on computers and smartphone apps. And it, it's really neat when we get um, get an email yes. or contact from someone in Pakistan or, you know, 
within within Russia or France yeah. and just enjoying the program. So we know that as God's go- word goes out, it does not return void. And it's kind of fun that uh, two gals sitting here in Cedar Park, Texas, can do something, can do something and have so much fun at it for God's well, kingdom. Well, it is exciting. And we're excited about our program today because we believe so strongly, Kathy, in prayer. It does make a difference. It makes a difference in a family, in a, a neighborhood, in a, a city, in a capital area with all the things that we've got coming forth in the next month or two here in the state of Texas. Uh, you know, it's just, it is amazing to me how God just opens our hearts to search him and seek him, but opens our eyes that we might see him at work. Well, I, you know, I love to get involved in things that are powerful and effective. <laughs> and, you know, God says, hey, the prayers of a righteous man or woman are powerful and effective. And we're going to be talking about prayer today, how it does make a difference. And and praying and standing for truth. And mm-hmm. we have a special guest today that we're so excited to be able to uh, to speak with. And he's going to be able to really shed a lot of light on what's going on in Austin. And um, and we're really excited to get his opinion on some of the things that have been going on in our nation. I know that, you know, sometimes there's very difficult news. And something that's been right in, in front of us is um, this news story of not only terrorist attacks and, and the mm-hmm. terrorist agenda worldwide, but a very specific incident, a public burning of a Jordanian pilot who, you know, he should have been taken as a prisoner of war, treated according to um, international law. But we see can, again and again um, that uh, these Islamic groups, they, they have a complete disregard for any law mm-hmm. outside of what they justify they within the Koran. Yeah. Well, we're going to have a really special guest today. It's Dr. David Smith. He's a longtime friend. Would you introduce him for us? Please? I would love to. Dr. Smith has lived in Austin, Texas for 20 years. He enjoys spending time with his family, reading and snow skiing. I wonder how much yeah. of that he does within Texas. <laughs> and sometimes some things that he does find valuable in our church today include church planting and evangelism. And Evelyn, I know that you know him well. He has spiritual gifts of encouragement, teaching and shepherding. Welcome to the program, Dr. Smith. Oh, thank you, ladies. It's a treat to uh, get on and to, to visit with you today. Well, we love you, David. Well, you are such a sweetie. I have thoroughly enjoyed your book. Really? And uh, I'm so thankful that uh, that I've got an extra box here. Anybody come see me, I, uh, I tell them I've got a book to hand out to them. So well, thank you for the great job in compiling mm-hmm. uh, those great uh, those great truths and uh, those portions from various ministers and pastors. Fantastic job. Well, thank you, David. You know, it was it came as a result of a call of God on the lives of a lot of people, and we are going to talk to. Uh, about that today, but you're our go-to man. You know, whenever we want to know something that's going on, Austin, we call David Smith. And you know, it uh, it is exciting to know that um, you're here. You've been here what 20 years now. We have. We uh, we came in June of '94, and uh, I began as pastor out in Dripping Springs. Uh, sure, love that community. Man, oh, it's yeah. growing. And uh, then have been here at the association for going on 16 years in March. Wow, that's quite some time. Well, now how how are you doing, and how's your family doing? Oh, you were kind to ask. I'm doing very well. We um, we have a senior. Nothing. He'll be graduating this year from Hyde Park. Wow, that's wow. fast. 
Oh, I tell you, it's it's amazing how quickly they grow up. She's going to be going to Baylor. And, All right. Uh, hey, go Bears. Uh, intends to be a child life specialist. And, really? Uh, and our great our granddaughter is a child life specialist. There you Works go. Well, listen, we need to compare school. notes. Yeah. And uh, you know, get all the the great wisdom for Bethany there, and then uh, then Thompson is a, a junior at Dallas Baptist University. Mm. So we're very proud of both of them, and things what? are good. Now, is he following in his daddy's footsteps? You know what I uh, I think, and uh, Kathy, you you ask a great question. I, I think God is going to use him as a uh, as a businessman. He's a business finance major. And um, I think he's going to live out the presence of Christ and uh, be a witness and a testimony in in that setting. And that's one of the, the trends and the things that I'm so very excited about, that uh, the people realize that, that God gives them their vocation as a platform to be a missionary, to be a, a gospel present, uh, mm-hmm. gospel presenter uh, in their, their work setting. And I think I think he's going to use that. So right now, it's um, he's he's sticking tight to this business finance degree. You know, I love what you've highlighted. Some of the things that I see when I talk to um, to youth, and I'm going to be talking at the Fellowship of Christian Athletes next week out at Southwestern University. And all right, more and more youth are really getting it that. God wants to use you no matter what you are doing, that you do not have to be a, a pastor or a director of a, of, a, of a Baptist association, or you don't, your vocation does not have to be that of a, a religious vocation in order for God to use you in mighty ways. And we see now these young leaders going into Hollywood, going into media, and going into to business and to technology and all kinds of things, and starting to shake things up and establishing some strong Christian character that others can start to look up to and take notice. Kathy, you're exactly right. I remember, uh, you know, back in the day when I went to seminary, uh, you know, you would be registering and the thought process was, you know, essentially, are you going to go the ministry route, you know, pastor, associate, specialized area, or missionary? Mm-hmm. And uh, thankfully, that dichotomy has really shifted and changed. And now what you're seeing is that, as exactly as you've said it, um, you know, many folks seeing their job and they're being equipped to do that job as a gift from God, and what they're looking for is an opportunity to share their faith. And in fact, uh, last year, Julie and I had an opportunity to go to our International Mission Board in Richmond, Virginia. And one of the, to me, one of the most exciting things that the International Mission Board is involved with is connecting mm-hmm. with businessmen and women that are already overseas who they know are believers and equipping them to be able to share their faith within the context of them already being in places where a, quote, missionary is no way, you know, going to get into that country. You know, it is exciting that that was the wave that went through China yep. uh, when the, the it began to move from the communist thought, and some of the international students came to Austin. They came uh, because um, they knew that there was something was missing in their life. And, you know, China has always had an underground church. Mm-hmm. But it's those things, uh, David, that just really do ex- excite us. And yet, you know, there's so many wonderful things going on right here in Austin. I know you've just come back from a pastoral prayer retreat. Give us a bird's eye view of that and how how excited it was. Okay, fantastic. Well, thanks for the uh, invitation to 
talk about one of my favorite events in a uh, calendar year in the Austin area. Uh, I really, uh, I really don't even know, ladies, how long that it is. Uh, it's been taking place, but uh, for years now, um, you know, the entire time that I've been in this role at the association, the pastors have uh, taken uh, usually a, uh, a 24-hour period away to uh, to go out to Camp Buckner, uh, just uh, beyond Marble Falls, and spend time in prayer. And uh, so here you have, you know, in any given year. You know, in the neighborhood of about a hundred uh, different pastors, cross denominational lines, cross ethnicities, and what we uh, what we typically will do will be to plan uh, a couple. You know, oh, normally, you know, maybe five or six two hour sessions for us to to get together and pray. We pray in large group. We pray in, pray in small groups. We pray in couplets, and uh, just just the time for the large C. Uh, church in Austin to get to pray together, mm. and boy, I tell you, there is there is something powerful when uh, when you get pastors praying for one another uh, across denominational lines, and uh, and that brother that uh, you know you know by the church that he meets in uh, takes on a whole different complexity, and uh, you know really develops that relationship, and, and it's one of those events that we we have absolutely come to come to love. This year we. Uh, changed the format a little bit, and we started on Sunday night. We had Ross Parsley from One Chapel, one really? of our own pastors, and his worship team lead us out in, in great worship uh, on Sunday night, and then we uh, then we met through uh, dinner on Monday evening. Mm. And I think that's worked out well. Uh, one of the things that every year we, we try to figure out is how to get our bivocational pastors uh, to be able to fit that into their schedule. Sure. And when we were going from noon Monday to t- noon Tuesday, essentially they were having to take off two days. Mm-hmm. And um, so we really are trying to be as accommodating uh, to everybody's schedule. But, um, you know, you've got large church pastors, uh, you've got single staff church pastors, and uh, yet everyone's on a uh, on a level playing field there. And, uh, boy, I tell you, it's nice. And, you know, I, I think... Truly, it's it's been events like this that have really uh, led to so many of the cooperative right. kind of citywide things that we're seeing around uh, around Austin. Well, I know that's true, and, and our good friend Trey Kent has been a major part of that, and we're going to be talking to him hopefully in the next uh, week or two and find out. Uh, we, with National Day of Prayer, uh, I got to develop a relationship with Trey very early when he came. And he made such an impression on my heart because when I, I, I would, in those days I did, I delivered the Good News Journal. I don't do that now. But I'd go to his church and uh, just knock on the front door in a strip center and he would come running. He would come running. And, you know, in those days, and we've been doing that now for 21 years, uh, I, I just knew that his heart was really tuned to serving the Lord Jesus. And I know with him and so many other pastors, uh, you have been a, a major uh, link in this whole chain, uh, David, of doing the things that you're talking about, about bringing pastors together. And I know that one of those, uh, one of those great things was Explore God. Uh, which you all had that we had last year. And mm-hmm. I want us to talk about that, but we need to take our break, hear from our sponsors, 
And um, and ask you to pray for our sponsors. We're you know we have to buy this time on on the radio, and so we would ask you to listen carefully to them. And then we come back. We're going to talk to David Smith about Explore God right after this. Ellison Salazar, Garage and Body Shop. At Ellison Salazar, customer satisfaction is our main concern. For a tune-up or major body work, Central Texans have trusted Ellison Salazar for over 55 years. Ellison Salazar. Hail damage specialists, smoothing out life's dents and bumps. Big or small for you and your car. Now at three locations, south at 4501 South Congress, north at 8808 Research Boulevard, and new northwest location at 8425 Anderson Mill Road. Road. Call 444-5555. That's 444-5555. Ellison Salazar. Fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch. From inspiration to insurance and protection, all for serving the Lord Jesus. We all need insurance. Why not work with an agent that understands the biblical principle of protection and risk management to ensure your family's future? Ray and Justin Garner are Christian business professionals who will put a Christian perspective on your insurance and inspiration needs. For auto, home, life, business, health, boat, motorcycle, RV, and dental, and church protection needs, Ray, Justin, and Luana can be reached at 626-4880 or 986-4944 for church protection, personal protection, and business protection. Ray and Justin are independent Texas businessmen that have dedicated their lives and business to the advancement of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ through Austin Triad Ministries. Call Ray Garner Insurance Agency and ask for Ray at 626-4880 or Justin at 986-4944. Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow, these guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith. 512-848-0659 or 512-258-0093 or www.timsmithlandscaping.com. You're listening to Love Talk with Evelyn Davison and Kathy Enderbrock here at The Bridge, 1120, today's Christian Talk. And welcome back. This is Kathy Enderbrock on Love Talk. We are talking about prayer makes a difference, praying and standing for truth. And a guest we have with us on the program is Dr. David Smith. In the uh, first segment, we got to know a little bit about Dr. Smith, and, and we're so glad that you're going to be with us for all four segments today. And one of the things that we really touched on heavily is that in building the church, some assembly is required. And um, now, Dr. Smith, this is one of the things that I love, is that you love assembling the church, assembling pastors, calling them together for prayer, connecting them, equipping them. We talked briefly about the pastoral um, prayer retreat that that you all took together, um, spending, excuse me, spending hours together in prayer and in considering all of the the vast differences between these pastors the the challenges that each of them face individually and i know sometimes within the church sometimes a pastor can feel as though he is in it alone and one of the beautiful things about assembly and coming together in prayer is that we realize we are not alone and 
um, Evelyn uh, went took us out um, at our break talking about Explore God and that campaign that you were part of last year and and the impact that that had within the city. I would love for you to 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 talk a bit about Explore God and tell us what was the fruit of that for pastors and the people of Austin. Okay. Well, and uh, you know, thank you, ladies, again for the opportunity to get to be on your show today. I, I oh, feel like I am you, truly Dave. an old timer <laughs> in uh, Austin. Uh, I've had uh, my car worked on at Ellis and Salazar. Oh. I have uh, good friends with Ray Garner, insurance man, and oh. uh, Tim Smith is, uh, you know, my landscaping guy. Oh, Last bless year I had you, a dead tree. I called him and I said, Tim, just give me a live one. <laughs> <laughs> so he is, he is good. No, Explore God was great. I, I really... Uh, appreciate the uh, the pastors that make up uh, Christ Together Greater Austin. Um, you know, formally, you know, I think for lack of another term, we you know refer to them as the Strategic Council. But some of the pastors of larger churches and um, you know came together and said, you know, what would it be like if the body of Christ were to uh, to have the opportunity to be um, to be taught uh, answers to questions that many uh, in the world around us are asking. And uh, with the media campaign, with a great job that you uh, that you ladies did in promoting that, mm-hmm. um, there there became all kinds of churches that uh, just because of the excitement and not wanting to miss out on what uh, what was happening, kind of that that uh, that critical mass kind of taken hold of that. Uh, pastors began to preach uh, a series of sermons based on questions that you know the uh, the unsaved uh, world is asking. And uh, people began to uh, hand out cards with Explore God and have bumper stickers and uh, put yard placards and uh, just, you know, really began to ask questions. And what's happened and what's come out of that is the church now, uh, the capital C church, is looking for what are some other ways that we can partner together. Just just a week ago, uh, we met out at Shoreline Christian Center uh, to see the next version as to uh, to what we feel, you know, God is leading in the city, and that is this art of neighboring. And uh, yeah. I don't know if you have you all talked about that. Has that been a? No. You know, I'll I'll tell you, my husband they have what's called Man Church. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's a kind of funny. Um, out at Main Street Baptist Church in Georgetown, they have Man Church once a month on okay. Sunday nights, and they get special speakers. And their speaker this month. Uh, was Chris Graves out from New Church, Georgetown, talking about the art of neighboring and everything around that. Oh, well, it's it's tremendous. And I tell you, it, it's interesting how that, you know, uh, from year to year, there's an expectation as to, you know, how can we partner together? What can we do? And, uh, you know, I don't know the exact number of, uh, of pastors and ministerial staff and lay people that showed up, but the idea was, wouldn't it be extraordinary if every believer knew the eight neighbors around them. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing magical about the number eight, but to get to know their names, uh, to begin to pray for them by name, to get to know a little bit about your neighbor's story, and then take uh, an opportunity, prayerfully led by God's Spirit, to interject His story, God's story, mm-hmm. the gospel story, into their lives with the expectation that uh, that God would water those gospel presentations, that generous seed sowing of the gospel, 
and uh, to see all kinds of people in uh, in the Austin area uh, come to faith in Christ. And uh, it came out of a book written uh, by a couple fellows out of uh, Denver, Colorado, uh, Dave Runyon, one of the authors, and a very, very simple approach. But, you know, there seems to be a great, uh, you know, a great uh, embracing of this opportunity uh, for the body of Christ to come together. But, but back to, you know, our earlier thought, what, what, what is the glue that's holding all this together is that there is just a concerted desire, passion toward prayer. Mm, yeah. uh, you mentioned Trey Kent earlier. You know, he and Marianne tell the story of, of them walking in their neighborhood, and I, I believe the story is, you know, something in this, you know, this vein. They're, they're standing under a street light and they're praying and just, just feel the sense of God. What would it look like for Austin to be prayed for mm-hmm. uh, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and, and really launched unceasing prayer and i'm so glad that uh, that you ladies are going to have uh trey on in a week or so in fact kathy can out me here for all of our listeners i want to Trey to call in today and be on here with me that's true now i love pastors who can turn on a dime and uh that's right i was i was driving into the studio this morning and david you called me and said hey i have an idea for you how about we completely change up today's program and get trey on for the first half hour Okay, that's the first time that has ever happened to me. I will tell you. <laughs> well, you were kind. You did. You you, uh, you you did the right thing and said, "Well, uh, we'll look into it." And uh, I I feel like you genuinely looked into it. But 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 what I'm seeing, ladies, is that that there's this covering of prayer, and it started years back. I know Evelyn. I've heard great stories from you. Um, you know, in your book, talking about the history of prayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thana Rolf in her book talking about you know, the history of prayer, talking to guys like Dan Davis and the history, mm-hmm. you know, of prayer in the city. But, you know, now to think, even as we're on this this radio program, that there are, there's at least a church, and in many on many days, multiple churches or ministries that are praying for God's kingdom to come um, in Austin, Texas. I and uh, I think that's why... You know, as we uh, as we go with uh, even preceding the Explore God, there was the Walls campaign, and then you had Explore God, and now you have um, the Art of Neighboring. By the way, ladies, if if I could, uh, on uh, the 26th of this month at Hope Chapel, we'll be having uh, a gathering to uh, to really um, you know lift up the Father and to have you know another one of these you know city prayer events, probably one of the last ones that we. We remember is the uh, the prayer event for rain that we had over at Hyde Park Baptist Church. Yes. We appreciate uh, Dr. Kai Bowman and the folks at Hyde Park for um, for sponsoring and hosting uh, that event. But this will be at Hope Chapel, and uh, what we've we've kind of called uh, the evening is the coming together or the connecting of, of three streams. We're going to be, you know, praying into the art of neighboring which uh, is going to be unfolding over the course of, of literally the next year and um, and then really uh, praying God's blessing um, for our Seek God for the City uh, prayer booklet that Steve Hawthorne and the folks at Waymakers uh, produce every year. Uh, this year, their featured city on the cover of Seek God for the City is Austin. Oh, I, I love, love it. it. Oh, so you, listen, ladies, I'm, I know I'm filling up all your... Uh, 
filling up all your slots on your programs. But, yeah, you want to get Trey Kent and you want to get Steve Hawthorne. <laughs> well, I love Steve. both of those guys. Uh, as I said earlier, I, I met Trey when he first came to town. And when God gave him and Marianne that vision of Austin should be prayed for 24 hours a day, uh, we prayed with Trey, and uh, at that time, we were able to help him kick it off at the National Day of Prayer Breakfast with the governor. And through these years, uh, David, it has been so exciting to me because I'm getting so old now that I have a history. No, don't believe that. <laughs> uh, to see what God does, and that's one of the things that Dr. Steve Washburn wrote about in the yep. book, Pray and Praise in Cross, Texas, from what Paul said to a whole city and a whole church said, I pray the eyes of your heart will see God doing something. And in, in praising and praying across Texas each day, we have this, this scripture and a word for the day. Mm-hmm. And I, it is so exciting to me to know that you have embraced this, David, and you've introduced it to these pastors. And we, we just know that there's going to be a major, major uh, falling of fruit uh, this coming year as we continue with many of the activities that we have planned for National Day of Prayer and and for for the pastors of Austin and all. But, you know, in Austin, there are, I mean, not in Austin, but in Texas, there are 23,000 churches. Wow. And there is a pastor friend of ours today whose name is Dave Welch, who is the executive uh, director for that organization. And they have been in a tremendous battle in Houston uh, regarding the pastors down there and the right that pastors have to stand in the pulpit and Absolutely. preach the Word of God. It is time for us to take our break. When we come back, David, I want us to hit that, and then I want us to talk about who is this God that we will worship right after this. Day after day, we are constantly hearing about how bad everything is. Isn't it about time to hear about what's right and good? Isn't it time for some good news? If your answers are yes, then you need the Good News Journal. The Good News Journal is published by KTXW's own Evelyn Davidson and is packed with news and information about the good things that are happening. With a healthy dose of hope, happiness, and humor, the Good News Journal is distributed free throughout Central Texas at hundreds of locations, including Walmart, Popeye Chicken, Central Market, Bob Bullock Museum, libraries, churches, and other locations. And did we say the Good News Journal is free? For advertising information or to have an article published, call Good News Journal at 249-6535. The Good News Journal is an inspirational, patriotic journal published bi-monthly to bring you God's good news. The Good News Journal, 249-6535, or read it online at thegoodnewsjournal.net. Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow, these guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith. 512-848-0659 or 512-258-0093 or www.timsmithlandscaping.com George Christensen and his family at Casa Mechanical Services are longtime friends and sponsors for Love Talk, Love Walk. 
These Casa Friends are professionals with more than 40 years' experience in providing heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical services in the Austin area. If your heating isn't heating, your cooling isn't cooling, or your drains aren't draining, well, then you need to call our friends at CASA at 334-7300. They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. So big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at 334-7300. You're listening to Love Talk with Evelyn Davison and Kathy Enderbrock here at The Bridge, 1120 Today's Christian Talk. And welcome back. This is Kathy Enderbrock in the studio with Evelyn Davison on Love Talk on 1120 AM KTXW The Bridge. And we are so delighted to have special guests with us. Dr. David Welch, and we are talking today about prayer, that prayer makes a difference, and that as we pray, we are standing for truth. We were talking earlier about the church, that some assembly is required. We need to come together as a church, and uh, Dr. Smith, you bring together pastors in prayer, and we've seen so many things birthed within Austin that have not only impacted Austin, but have impacted the entire state of Texas. We've talked a bit about the Explore God campaign Uh, the upcoming art of neighboring that is uh, starting to be rolled out, just an incredible, incredible focus that is is connecting, equipping, educating. And and just personally, one of the things that I have seen is as, as as you kneel in prayer, then you are able to stand in truth. And it seems to me, and I'd love your comment on this, that, as the pastors have come together in prayer, we look at, at, at Trey Kent, his beautiful wife, Marianne, rolling out unceasing prayer throughout Texas, that, that as churches have joined in prayer, continued to pray, poured themselves into prayer, assembled in prayer, that we now as a church are beginning to stand, not run in fear, not um, uh, um wrench our hands and, and, and not know what to do, but we were beginning to stand. And Evelyn went out on our last break mentioning uh, this, the, the attack on pastors within Houston by the mayor and that we, we actually have our pastor, Dave Welch, who's, who is um, kind of standing, if you will, for the 23,000 churches in prayer saying, this is not going to fly, this uh requiring pastors to turn in their sermons to basically put a muzzle on the mouth of pastors. This is not going to fly. Give us your perspective on on how some pastors are viewing this attack in in Houston and how how the church maybe is dealing with it now, whereas possibly five years ago we would not have been in this place. Well, thanks so much for the opportunity to chime in. In fact, the the timing uh, of our discussion is uh, is so interesting to me. One of my good friends, Dr. Tom Billings, is the uh, executive director of. It's called the Union of ba- Union Baptist Association, uh, which would be you know the um, counterpart there. <laughs> and uh, and their uh, their their Baptist churches number uh, exceeds 600. And so Tom, along with uh, Dave Welch, are are very close friends. But Tom and I were at a meeting in uh, San Diego this last week, and Tom was uh, regularly kind of che- checking his uh, his Twitter to uh, <laughs> to find out the response of that. You know, um, I used to hear a phrase, ladies, that people 
you know, would, would use. Uh, somebody would ask them to do something, give them money or this kind of thing, and they say, well, I can't do that, but at least I'll be praying. Mm-hmm. And uh, a number of years ago, I heard a, uh, a, a different response, and I, and I love it. And I think this is where the body of Christ is today. The, uh, the responder said this, I'll be praying for you, and if there's anything less I can do, you let me know. Mm-hmm. And I think the body of Christ in Houston, based on my discussion with Tom Billings, and I've not talked with Dave Welch. I'm looking forward to hearing him when he's on your show. But uh, I don't think the church is anxious. I don't think the church is running around, wow, we can't do anything, so I guess let's pray. I think the uh, the church has seen the, the value and the importance and the primacy, literally the uh, the priority of prayer. And what I'm what I'm seeing uh, in a in a new and exciting way, the church just saying, you know what, let's get on our knees before the Father. Yes, we know that this is the Father's will. We know this is the the Father's heart. We know that Jesus is at the right hand of the Father, asking, you know, for favor for these pastors and for these churches. And I think I think, you know, so you've got this this. Uh, you know, this tendency first to pray. But then I even see, you know, kind of another level of expectancy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, don't, I don't see people, you know, stressed out. Oh, my goodness, what's going to happen if we, if we don't win? What, what if, you know, what if this doesn't work out? And I think there's just this calm assurance that however the ruling comes down, the Lord is still going to be the Lord. God is still going to be on his throne and that, that he is still going to receive See glory in that. Um, you know, the, the optimists out there are saying, thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to get us yes. all this extra press. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it, it really is, you know, from the perspective that you take, it, it's really an opportunity for the church to, to be the church and respond mm-hmm. in love and, uh, you know, and allow the Lord to work. Because this is kind of in that category uh, definitely in that category where the Lord's, it, it's going to be the Lord that shows up. Well, you, David, you know, that's one of the reasons that we uh, co-authors, and Kathy's one of those, uh, came together to write Praying and Praising Across Texas because um, Dr. Dave Welch uh, and Hi- uh, Carol Everett with Heidi yeah. Group um, were their partners for an event that Governor Perry had asked us to put together at the Capitol to pray for rain and to pray for security when our borders began to break down uh, last June and July. And um, out of that, uh, that day came a great shock for many of the pastors who participated and and uh, NDP people and a lot of others uh, when... Uh, it's time for us to begin to wind down our prayer time. And we originally talked about doing something like you pastors do with everybody coming to a church to pray. But then because of uh, the need for people across Texas to become involved in praying for rain, because so many small towns were just 30 days away from having an adequate water supply, uh, Dave and, and some of the others said, why don't we make this thing like we do National Day of Prayer? And so that's what we just in when in about four days, it flipped from one thing to not doing anything to going back to a plan to call people to Texas to prayer. And out of that, that Saturday that we were at the Capitol, uh, about to, t- I spoke in the House of Representatives to the Patriots Academy. And when I came down on the steps of the Capitol, was a large group 
of Palestinian protesters. And uh, they brought 12 buses into Austin. And as they got off the buses, uh, they all had signs of one kind or another, but mostly it said, kill the infidels. And so as the pastors and the, 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 the mothers and all of the people who stayed out under the trees uh, looked at that and saw that, the thought came to us that we needed to do something to call all the people together on a given day, praying for the leaders that we have that are going to be governing us. And so that's how Praying and Praising Across Texas came together. Uh-huh. And Dave Welch uh, has been uh, such a strong supporter of us in that regard. And one of the things that we just a few weeks ago, Kathy, we had another protest at the Capitol um, from the CAIR, which is the Arab uh, organization that brings all the Muslims uh, of belief together in the state of Texas and, and really across the nation. And uh, we came to realize that there's a may, major misunderstanding, David, of what we as Christians believe and what we, our Jewish friends believe and then what our Islamic friends believe. And so I wrote a, a blog this week and uh, it, you know, it's going to be on our website, and uh, I want us to talk about that a little bit. You know, we're all, the, the, the statement was made on a national um, TV network that we all are serving the same God. And we know that is not true. So let's talk a little bit about that. What is the historical account that you can give us? And we've got, we've got about ten minutes. I'm going to let you preach a sermon here. Oh, come on now. <laughs> Listen, it, I, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm standing behind you. I'm, I'm taking notes here. I'm thinking you're... <laughs> um, oh, my goodness. Go ahead. Uh, it, you know, God called Abraham and told him, I'm going to take you out of the land where you live and move you to new territory. And in that new territory, I'm going to be everything you need. And so when, when Abram and Sarah left, then they began to build on what God promised them. Because God said to Abram, I'm going to make you the father of many nations. And in their old age, and I'm just setting this up for you, in their old age, they believed that promise. But something began to happen. They got older and older. What did, what did the, the decision they made at that particular time in regard to having a family have to do with some of the conflict that we have today, David? Is that a fair question? Oh, my goodness. Boy, I tell you what, I'm going to have to get, go back to theology, uh, you know, 402 or something there. <laughs> Well, you know, my goodness, you know, at their advanced age, I mean, you know, how in the world is God going to fulfill his promise? And, uh, man, we, uh, we probably ought to help God because th- this isn't going to happen. And, uh, you know, it's real easy for us to look at them and uh, start chucking rocks and saying, yeah, but God had already told you and God had given you all these promises. Why didn't you believe him? And I, uh, I, I kind of have a smirk on my face. I wish I were in studio so that I could, you could see it. But, you know, how often <laughs> we do the same thing. Yes, that's God true. has given us all kinds of promises. And uh, they're as valid for us as they were for Abraham and Sarah, and yet uh, we uh, we tend to kind of want to help God out. And mm-hmm. um, so, uh, you know, they decide, well, you know, and, uh, you know, 
Sarah or Abraham or who who took the lead in that. But uh, hey, Abraham, here, listen, I've got a servant over here. Why don't you have a have a child with uh, this lady, and everything will be great. And um, it didn't turn out great. And in fact, you know, that became the birthplace, uh, you know, of of another whole nation, another whole ideology, and uh, you know, all coming from one family. And uh, you know, ultimately, in um, in not waiting for God to show up in His way and in His time, and uh, you know, that's you know, that's the struggle, you know, that to this day that we have. You know, every every one of your listeners have issues in their life that, you know, they just need to wait, wait patiently, you know, for the Lord to come and for the Lord to lead. But um, you know, even in the midst of that, um, you know, we. We see how God, through history, still is in the uh, the redemptive purposes, and how that um, you know how that God you know has that that chosen people of His own that um, you know uh, you know we are uh, we are in as a nation in a close relationship with the Jewish people, and you know how that uh, the gospel you know is spread spreading into the to the Muslim world, and you know it's exciting you know many of the uh, Many of the movements of uh, of the gospel in you know in the in many of the Muslim areas of the world, and um, you know who knows uh, ultimately um, you know what the impact of the gospel and Christianity is going to be you know uh, you know at the end when when Christ returns. But yeah, very interesting that yeah here you have the couple to which that great nation begins, and uh, in their haste they actually. Uh, perpetuate, start, and literally uh, birth this this new uh, ideology, this new worldview. You know, when that happens uh, to us sometimes, David, um, we don't recognize that we are interfering with God's original plan. <sighs> and the thing is, there is so much misunderstanding uh, worldwide in regard to what Christians really believe, what Jews really believe, and then what the Islamic uh, friends believe. But mm-hmm. you mentioned that the evangelistic um, opportunity for all of this, and I can tell you it is happening. Uh, just recently we had uh, Tom Doyle mm-hmm. uh, on, and uh, in fact we replayed his tape because he uh, has given us so much um, input into what God really is doing uh, in that regard. You know, that's so true. And I know he has a a very recent book coming out called Why They Are Killing Christians. And it it really is talking about, um, you know, the build up of Islam and the goal of Islam and the belief system of Islam. And and I think that so many Christians have it have two tendencies. One, they're either very, very fearful or we have a tendency towards saying, well, we just hate them as much as they hate us. And I mean, I will tell you that before I sat down um, with Tom and his beautiful wife, Joanne, um, and, and talked with them and, and read Tom's book, Dreams and Visions, which was his first book that came out before Why They Are Killing Christians, I I would never look um, at someone in the in the grocery store who was you know completely covered from head to toe, um, you, you know with the the face covering and all like that. I just didn't want to have anything to do with them. And one of the things they helped me realize is that 
you know, especially those, the women within Islam, uh, because there is no regard for them whatsoever, that for a, a Christian person to show them not only kindness, but just to, to look at them and let them know, I see you, you are a person, you know, I recognize you, that there is such an opportunity to woo them and win them over because, uh, Islam is not based on, on love and grace and, you know, all the things that make up the Christian belief system. Uh, you know, Islam is just so opposed to that. And so there is this incredible opportunity that that um, Tom and Joanne Doyle opened my eyes to personally to go out there and win, win is uh, the the uh, Muslim people to Christ. And, and Evelyn coins it. She says L-J-S-T-S and it's Lord Jesus save their souls. Oh, that's our, that is their that. prayer initiative, David, is L-J. Lord Jesus, S-T-S, save their souls. And it's like this old thing we've said for a long, long time, think lost. You know, when we look at people, we either think Jesus on one side and you think think lost on the other side. And try to determine or figure out, is what you know we say in cut and shoot, figure out how we can bring those two things together. If we know there is a lost person. We we need to love them and share with them the goodness and the grace that God has put in our lives. Um, about, uh, I hate to say how long ago this was, but about 35 years ago, in one year, I discipled 12 guys. Now, I'm old enough that I, then I could get away with it. I can still do that today, Kathy. <laughs> uh, and out of that group of 12 men that I discipled, there was a young man that um, was at the university, and uh, he really did have a heart for the Lord. And he moved. Uh, I lost track of him, have not heard anything about him in years and years and years. And I've often wondered, you know, what happened to him. About two months ago, I got a call, and this young man, he's not young now, he's, you know, he's he's older, uh, lives up in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And he had the opportunity to begin to work technically with some of the young Islamic men in the area. Out of that ministry has come, and I can't name the town or where it is because, you know, of confidence, more than 3,000 young college business Islamic men have denied Mohammed and have received Jesus Christ. Mm. Wow. We wow. do not know, David. We do not know when we are planting seeds and a tree grows, how many apples are going to fall from that tree. Mm. We have no way of knowing. <clears throat> well, and I believe that the only way we can do this successfully is to be in prayer because prayer allows you to stand in truth. It allows you, it, it give, builds that discernment within you. It, you know, building that relationship with Christ and, and having the Holy Spirit alive and active within you, you then are able, as, as you are going out, you're able to stand because we have to look at if, if um, you know, any, I, I know obviously you would be, David, you would be counseling people 
um, possibly from broken marriages, um, you know, pastors who are just struggling, maybe illness. And I think whenever we're engaging with someone, understanding their background and how that's going to impact uh, the conversation, how that's going to impact the engagement, we have to be aware of that. And so we know that from the Islamic background, um, we can expect distrust. We can expect um, some level of of uh, possible hatred or, or fear. Um, we know that, that honesty is not highly valued. I, I think it's called tagiyya. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, but it's the Islam term that is used that lying is absolutely allowed if it furthers Islamic purposes. So as we are engaging and, and understanding, trying to understand the culture, trying to understand the background, um, if we go into it prayerfully, I think that we have a, a chance of success at this to be able to stand well and love well. Um, but if you go into it blind, you know, I think the enemy can really have his way with you. Well, you know, David, you, you are just such an example of, of what we're talking about today because so often pastors get bogged down, literally bogged down, in denominational issues. And, and that sometimes is as much a detriment to the lost people coming to know the Lord as what we've talked about with our Islamic friends. I, I really do want to thank you for being with us today. You know, we never close this program, David, that we don't explain what the Christian life is. Amen. Well, I think that's fantastic. If, if you, you know, we have no way of knowing who our audience is. We hear, I heard just uh, two weeks ago from a young man who's Jewish who has come to know the Lord through, uh, I don't know if it started with Love Talk or it started with Good News Journal, but he contacted me through the Good News Journal saying that he had, he was Jewish and he had come to receive Yeshua and he wanted some help and wanted to know how to pray. We don't know who's listening to us. That's right. We have no way. We don't know who's watching us, but we do know this. Jesus Christ came that all might come to know him. So would you walk us through how it is that a person who does not know him can come to know him, and then maybe a person that's listening to us today that has a cold heart that needs a warm heart? Uh, well, I'll tell you what, Evelyn, that's a, that's a treat. I just I, I want to thank you ladies for for highlighting really the, the key. You know, Scripture talks about the fact that they will know we are Christians by our love, that, yes. you, know, uh, you know, showing that love, and that love comes from God. And uh, so for those of you who are listening, if, uh, if you were searching in your life for something uh, to bring you satisfaction, and, uh, and you have tried all sorts of things uh, to, to fill that void, know that your Creator, God, built you, wired you, um, constructed you such that you wouldn't be complete unless you had this personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And that's what we're talking about, a relationship with Jesus Christ. It's not about uh, a religion where you, you have to fill in all the boxes and check all these things and do all these things, but a relationship with Jesus Christ. And that relationship with Jesus Christ comes by simply telling the Lord, Lord, I, I need you in my life. I need to be complete of you. And to confess that sin in our life, that sin, those things that keep us from him. And he says that if we will confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, and if we believe in our heart, and now that's kind of interesting, we, we think, you know, we believe in our head, 
Yeah. But, but ultimately, this is a heart issue. This is at the very core of who we are. If we believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, that, that Jesus Christ is who he says he is, that we will be saved. Mm-hmm. And the amazing thing is there's no, there's no waiting uh, for this to, to take place. There is no, uh, you know, let's check you out and get back with you. But it's an instantaneous. The Father, the Lord, loves us and so desires to, to be invited into our life. But he's not kicking down the door of our life, but he gently knocks. What a beautiful picture. It is a and, beautiful uh, picture. And we can ask him, and he will, he will respond and come in. Well, thank you, David, for being with us today. Give our audience, uh, our friends who love talkers and listeners, uh, how they can get in touch with you. Oh, please. Give us a call at the Austin Baptist Association. Uh, we are centrally located here in the, in the Austin area. Our office is at 38th and a half and I-35. And uh, we work as uh, a kind of a networker of uh, nearly 200 Southern Baptist churches. But uh, we also love, you know, to uh, partner with other churches. Our webpage is austinbaptist.org, and uh, our phone number here is 512-454-2558. And, and Evelyn, one of the things that's been a joy for us with this uh, building that God's blessed us with, we've got you know, some uh, some space that sometimes is available for groups to meet. And yeah. uh, there are times when I'll, I'll come into the building and uh, not recognize the group. But uh, <laughs> another version, another ministry, another yeah. part of the body of Christ has, has found their way to, to 3811 Harmon. And, uh, man, it's uh, it's fun just to, well, it is fun and just it's to see folks come. In fact, one of the things I tell them, I said, you can meet in our building, but you, all you have to do is pray for us. Be, uh, before you leave, yes. Um, well, leave like a blessing. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Leave. A, we call that leave a blessing. You've been a blessing to us today, David. We want to thank you, and uh, we'll just say goodbye now. And um, we'll uh, you'll hear from us next week. Okay. Great Sounds talking good. with you, David. Thanks so much. Thank you, Kathy. Thank you, Evelyn. Uh-huh. Bye bye now. You know, it is exciting when we think about we have opportunities to just be friends to others. Uh, but there's a lot of exciting things going on. We would ask you to go to the website, uh, our website, www.lovetalknetwork.net, I mean, dot com, .com, or to the National Day of Prayer. We have some major events coming up. Go to the www.ndpaustin.org. That's right, ndpaustin.org. That'll update you on a lot of the prayer things that are going on around Austin. We're looking forward to being with you again next week. God bless you. Until then.